The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Don Benison Recording Studio in Allenton Bywater. For more information, visit donbenison.com or email info at donbenison.com. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Mighty Whites podcast. I'm Jack, once again, full compliment, joined by Connie. Now then. And from Portland, KC. How do you? Right, uh, we'll, we'll get straight into stuff because we ain't got that much time. Work and stuff has been getting in the way a lot this week. Only two games to talk about that we've since his last podcast. First one was absolutely fucking abysmal. Leeds nil, Reading won. Terrible. We were a bit unlucky in a way because we probably should have got a draw because they were shite and all. Uh, but yeah, just an awful, awful game. Connie, what do you reckon? I don't think I can really elaborate much more on what you've said. Crap from start to finish. Just, like you said, probably deserved a job because they were awful as well. Just crap. Um, I know we've we've spoke about, and also, uh, we might as well bring it up now, the non-event that were Pablo Hernandez's penalty. Oh, Jesus Christ, it was... Just... It were, were a pass back. Yeah. It was like the if you could make a deliberate video of the term lack of conviction, mm. it would have been that penalty. I've been struggling to think of a worse penalty that was on target. Beckford's against Millwall. It's up there. Not Oof. saying it's as bad. Beckford's against Millwall. That was pretty bad, yeah. To be fair, the, the sound you'd associate with Pablo's penalties is okay, just him taking on <sighs> Like that that's what it felt. It's just like as he's just stepped up just couldn't be bothered hitting it. Yeah, you're never going to get uh, an Alan Shearer-style approach to a penalty, are you, from guitar, uh, from um, from Pablo Hernandez? It ain't going to happen, is it? I know, but we saw we saw the penalties he can take against Burnley. It's so nice. And then there was that. Yeah, that was, was one of the annoying things in stand, actually. There were so many people around us going, oh, Pablo Hernandez, he's always been shit at penalties. Well, he's scored every other one he's taken yeah. this season. I think it just it, it added insult to injury and all that more Barrow scored. It was always going to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that everyone who was sat next to someone or was the person in the ground, the second he came on, as happens every time someone's been shy at Leeds, came on, he went, oh, he's going to score. Yep. And he did. <laughs> but he also, it wasn't just for goal. I mean, I think it was Phil Hay that put he did more in 20 minutes than he did in five months at Leeds United. I think that's a bit harsh on him, to be fair. <laughs> I don't. I think it's about right. <laughs> <laughs> we never gave him a chance to do anything when we had him on loan. And we see on this one, yeah. He didn't really get the chance to do or not do anything. <laughs> Fell over a lot when he did play. Yeah. <laughs> but there was a... Was there any redeeming features to this? Liam Cooper's hundredth appearance. <laughs> yeah, that really <laughs> slipped under net, didn't it? No one realised till afterwards. No. Because he put a thing on Twitter about three days later. <laughs> yeah. Because no nobody had noticed, including him. But I think it's a weird and no with Liam Cooper because... I. In like 20 game spells of out of his 100, fans have probably thought he shouldn't have been anywhere near the team. And then like in other cases, he's like, yeah, he's been playing, yeah. but like this season, yeah, he should be in. But it's, yeah, it's an odd one, but fair play to him. Yeah, I completely forgotten how long he's actually been here for. It's, you know, because he, didn't he join along with every other foreigner we could get our hands on when in Massimo's first summer? Yeah, yeah. It was just a couple of weeks later because he had most of his pre-season at Chesterfield, Chesterfield. before we signed him. Got loads of foreigners and Billy Sharp and Liam Cooper. 
It's very odd. But no, I, I mean, Cooper was fine. The two that really stood out to me as... Well, there's one stood out as trying. Samu Size tried his goddamn best to create something in that game. But the only other two that stood out for me were Phillips and Lasaga, who both looked like they'd rather be anywhere else. I've said before over Calvin Phillips. He's, he's proved me wrong for the most part this season so far, but God, when he's bad, he's terrible. Yeah, he had a bad... He played well against Bristol, which we'll come on to, yeah. but he was awful in that game. Lasaga, that... Again, I can't knock him bad in this game because, again, against Bristol, came back good, but... This one, it were the sort of performance where you'd imagine Hamburg fans, if they saw it, had looked and thought, yeah, it's about yeah. right. Yeah, what I wondered with the uh, Lasaga performances, because it was fresh off the international break, I wonder if over those two weeks he'd been back and forth to Germany four or five times. Possibly, yeah. To see his missus and kid, and he just wasn't in any way right for playing. No, possibly not. Because he just kept not not even jumping the headers and... It, well, it was just half-arsed is the best way of putting it, isn't it? Yeah. No offence to him, but yeah. No, much offence. That that seems to be the whole team, pretty much, like you say, outside of Saez. And just going forward, we we didn't really didn't create a lot. Like, how they managed to get a 16-minute video together on LUTV of these half-assed attempts at goal is beyond me. I'm surprised they had one minute 16, to be honest. Oh, no. <laughs> and then, and you see, again, you see the penalty, you see the goal, and you're like, that, that, that's pretty much seemed to be all that happened that I really saw. Um, a couple of half chances here and there, but there really wasn't a lot. Um I don't know, you, you know, Jack, you said that, that, you know, we're playing a team like Reading at home. That's the sort of game where you look to have Hernandez on, with, you know, taking the game to them a bit more. Um, but this was really the time after losing a game like that at home when you start thinking, right, we, we need to change something a bit here. Well, there was a couple of things changed. One thing that I nearly forgot to mention is this was the game, a change in goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did we all reckon? I made my feelings clear on the last one. I think it's Ash on Vaidveld. Uh, Not that Lonergan did much wrong. Um, no, I think the shirt's his to lose now. Now he's yeah. made the decision. but um, I, I just think it's Ash on Vaidveld uh, based on a few games where, yeah, we did ship a lot of goals, but out of all the goals that were shipped, a couple of them might have been his fault. Um, I just think it's Ash on him. I've no against Andy Lonergan, but... I said it in the last one. His confidence now could just go through the floor. It's a, we all said it's a big statement to drop your goaler. Mm. So hopefully it's, he doesn't have too much of a bad effect. I haven't seen, because I think the under-23s played earlier, if I'm right. They did play earlier. They got beat 3-2 by Huddersfield. Uh, our goals were... Sarkic and oh, I was going to ask do you know who was in goal because my only concern is I wouldn't put Viedval in goal in the under 23s because that would just completely shatter his confidence yeah right uh, off the top of my head I don't think he was but I will just check I think it was I think it was Will Huffer yeah that's what I'd go to but yeah that, that, that I will check that's when yeah it was oh good it was that's Will the thing Huffer. where he'd completely fall to piece a goalkeeper can really fall to piece if you start putting him in the reserves and all of a sudden, yeah, it's, it's a big statement. Whereas at least keeping him out of that going, all right, you know, and I'm all for saying, you know, you want to create competition between your goalkeepers. Um, but it, it, it was a tough decision to make. And 
I I like I like Lonergan. He's solid. He's nothing spectacular. Um, and I think there is something to be said about you know playing for the shirt, but it was a tough one. But hopefully he has a good run now, and I will. You know, it's not the worst thing in the world if Lonergan keeps him out. No, he's been fine uh, in both games since he came back in. So now that he's in, it's his to lose. He'll yeah. do. And if he keeps playing the way he has been, he'll stay in, and that's that's fine. I do think it was harsh dropping him in the first place, mm. but now it's done. It's done. So we just kick over it. But the bigger change came in our second game, which we'll enjoy talking about a little bit more. Uh, on Saturday, 3-0 win away at Bristol City, where he finally changed the formation away from home, finally brought in Vieira into midfield and played three centre-mids. Now, Phillips did push on and basically almost play as a number 10. Yeah. So it wasn't much of a change in formation, but it was just enough. It just gave us that bit more steel in midfield. Yeah, if you put... I know me and you especially have had conversations about this, Jack. Um, I know there's a lot of competition for places in there, and, and I get that, but... Um, I think if O'Kane's on form, he's got to be the main starter in there. He's a good player in this league. But you've got two decent young players there in Phillips and Vieira. There's no army rotating it. And obviously, but he played them both um, on Saturday. <clears throat> on Saturday even, and it worked. Um, but, yeah, it just allows uh, Phillips to get in there because I know he will go in with odd barnstorming tackle, but... Vieira will do that all game. Every game for you, it's not a problem to win. So, yeah, I just think it's it's nice to finally see Christiansen realise that, yeah, there is actually other ways of doing things. Yeah, I thought Vieira pretty much dominated the midfield. And, in fact, I can't remember what the exact quote was, but I think Christian said something very similar. Yeah. Christiansen said something after the game about how he was, you know, really impressive. And It's just, for, for someone so young as well, he's just so confident when he does win ball. Um, and, and that, you know, well, it's everyone knows it, this boosts confidence for the rest of the team, doesn't it? And when you've got a young lad doing that, it can only be a good thing. Mm. We also seem to a bit, be a bit more pragmatic with the ball. Yeah. Like, as a as past success rate was way down, but it's because we actually were willing to try and get back to front when the opportunity arose. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's, it's, it's again, I, I'm not... I don't get too hung up on stats like that, mm. on possession and stuff like that, shots on target. End of day, it's results that matter, didn't it? Mm. And provided that it's effective what we're doing, I don't think anyone would be too concerned about that, would they really? No, no one's going to get annoyed if it's a 3-0 win away from home. No. <laughs> I think it was good to see as well, I think, just talking about stats as well, I think it was something along the lines of, oh, Kane made the most interceptions in the game. And Vieira played the most passes and maybe had the most touches on the ball as well. Just good to see when he comes back in that you can there's some sort of visible evidence as well for what he's done. And Lee Johnson even said after the game that Vieira was his man of the match. Um, and I know plenty of people have been, you know, saying that he needs to get back in the team. And he definitely needs, even if he's not starting every game, there is an argument for him playing it one in every three or four at least. I'd, I'd have him playing the vast majority if it was me. Yeah. Uh, as it goes, Vieira's confirmed that he's been playing with a bit of an injury in his knee. So I, I can't understand why he hasn't been playing, but when everyone's fit, 
I said before the season in an article and threw it all together. There you go, Pete. <laughs> but I, I said before the season that my two in, my two first choice midfielders would be Vieira and O'Kane. And I I still think that's for two. Yeah, definitely. Um And if we're gonna play three, then Phillips. Yeah. But I think if you're gonna go with you know, your two wingers and a an attacking midfielder as a you, proper it, number ten. Yeah. And you're gonna have the two holding. It, it's it's gotta be um, okay, and Vieira, it's got to be. Mm. I, I don't think Phillips has got it in him, really, to play that. I don't think... It's going to sound harsh on him. I don't think he's disciplined enough to to stay. Yeah, to Not not hold back as such, but to sort of like have that sort of, you know, restraint as such. He, he likes to get up there, and that's not a bad thing, but when you're playing, you're too old in, you, you don't need that. Yeah, it sort of depends who we're playing against, doesn't it, I suppose? If... Yeah, I know when I've seen like, it. Games like Burton earlier in the season, oh, that yeah. one, yeah, okay, and Phillips, because Phillips will get forward and you only need one deep midfielder in that game. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I we're going to come to that then, but when we've done it against better teams in this league, I've seen it a few times, I'm sure you have yourself, where Phillips will push on and O'Kane's kind of being swamped. They'll break and he'll be like, shit, I've got three on one here, you know, what, what do I do? And then obviously you see people getting dragged out of position and f- fair enough, we haven't been punished for it every time, but, you know, if, if when you start playing your better teams, they're going to do that though. Yeah. Well, there was a few interesting bits of team news for this. Uh, for, first of all, just to get this out of the way, there we know Stuart Dallas. Uh, he's had a bereavement in family. I haven't actually seen confirmed who it is and stuff. I've seen a few things on Twitter, but I aren't going to say in case it's wrong. But just obviously all of his sympathies go out to Stuart Dallas. Take all the time you need. And if we don't see you for a few weeks, it's fair enough. It, if what's being rumoured is what's happened, there's very few things in the Christians world worse. Christian said the same thing as well. You know, take take the time. There is there is no rush for you to come back. Um, it's the, you know, the best thing the club can do in a situation like that. Yeah, I mean, it must be awful. I mean, it's been confirmed he's definitely not back tomorrow, but no one expected him to be. And it, it it just puts it into perspective, doesn't it, stuff like yeah. that. When I said it, done it, it's a game. Well, I put on Twitter, it shows, you know, there's more important things than football, even if come three o'clock on a Saturday, we might all forget that. Yeah. But uh, the, the bigger piece of news, really, because that's away from football and that's just awful. The bigger piece of football news was he dropped Pontus Who says Janssen. he's been shit? He did, uh... Well, I've got the quote here. I genuinely think that that might be the reason that he got dropped instead of Cooper. Because Christensen, uh, an interview with Christensen got played on BBC Radio Leeds just before the game. And he really didn't sound happy about Janssen speaking out on social media. It sounded really like, oh, it's good that he's been able to see the mistakes, but he doesn't need to be going out in public and talking like that. And what was it? Yeah, the last few weeks have been tough. Things haven't gone in the way we all wanted, and I personally have been shit. See, I per- that to me, I mean, it just makes me like him more. But yeah. if it depends what Christensen said beforehand, if yeah. he said don't go out on social media saying stuff like that, then don't go out on social media. Do saying guys, stuff I, like I that. imagine that Christensen didn't expect something like that. You know, there's not many players. You know, you get generally get players who, after a defeat, will come out and say, "Oh, you know, we're sorry for the dis." For the disappointing performance today, but we'll come back strong. And you see that time and again. Very, very few times will you see players go on social media or anything like that and go, Yeah, I've been awful. Like, I've been terrible. You know, it will be, 
it's always a case of the team will come back better. He didn't do it with the same language, but Eunan O'Kane did the same after Chef Wednesday. Yeah. He came out and said, I don't know what I was thinking with that pass, I've just had a really bad day, sorry. I don't think, provided, as you say, Jack, there's not been a meeting taking place where they've said, look, your social media output is, you know, held back sort of thing. I don't think it's a bad thing that players will come out and hold their hands up. It's nice to see. It's a bit. It gives a bit of communication to fans, I think, more than all. Fair enough, I know Pontus put it a bit bluntly, like, but... Me personally, I like. I think that's a. It's nice to see. It's refreshing for someone to just turn around and say, "Yeah, last few weeks, things haven't gone great. I've played my part. I've been shy. Sorry." It's nice to see. But at least he's man enough to admit it. Yeah, but I mean, the other thing is, no one could really. I, I've, a lot of people were surprised he was dropped, to be included. I thought I did think Pennington had come back in, but I thought they'd be Cooper that dropped out. But in his own words, he's been playing shit. It's fair enough to drop him. Yeah, and you've got to give credit. Given the result and performance and everything, to Christiansen yeah. for finally, you know, for for having the balls to drop Pontus Janssen. It's well known as a fan favourite, probably the fan favourite, you know, up there with Sayers and Ali Oski. But it just shows that he's not going to put up with substandard performances, which isn't a bad thing. It again. does make me wonder with him if every so often he just forgets himself. Yeah. Behind closed doors. Because Gary Monk did the same, didn't he, yeah. before the Derby game, was it? Yeah, it was Derby. Yeah. yeah. And he dropped him. And, I mean, we won that game as well. But Played brilliantly that yeah. game. <laughs> but I think just every so often, Janssen might just overstep it a bit behind closed doors. I've said this in, in a previous podcast. Um, don't get me wrong, I think the man's brilliant. He's absolutely, he's absolute quality in this league and I think he's what we as a club need at the moment. We need more people like him. But if he didn't have that edge to him and he didn't, you know, have that... Yeah, it's few and far between, but it's a bit of kamikaze moments, we'll put it. He won't be playing for Leeds in Championship. Yeah, true. You know... It's it's ash facts really, isn't it? Yeah. Speaking of people occasionally stepping out of line, Gaetano Berardi got sent off for headbutting someone in the face. Poor <laughs> 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 uh, Matty Taylor. It really, in real time, it did not look like that much of a headbutt. It just looked like he kind of leaned in a little bit, not much to it. The both and, did. Yeah. And but I've seen a couple of still images where it looks a little bit worse. <laughs> In all fairness, I just think Gatano Berardi just thought, I've been in this position before, I've had my first bust open a couple of times, fuck this, it's your turn now. I mean, I, I, I was speaking to uh, Stan on the One Stream in Bristol podcast two hours after the game, and I, I'd listened to bits of it, hadn't really seen anything, gone on Twitter and seen like a Periscope video of the headbutt, so you know, definitely not the clearest thing. And again, that sort of looked like he hadn't really... You know, gone in for a headbutt as such that Taylor had got in his face and then kind of gone down uh, very easily. And since then, uh, it, is a, it is clearer that he definitely went for him. Uh, but yeah, it was interesting talking to him. Like, yeah, it just seems like you know, Taylor's put his head in there and then gone down, you know, looking a bit soft. And like, oh no, no, he has headbutted him. Well done, Gaetano. Yeah, it's always that little bit of a bias you've got built in where you only realise when you see a replay. Yeah. Uh, my favourite example is us in the podger watching Danny the... 
yeah, the Tottenham FA Cup game when Danny Rose went down in box and we all there, get up, you diving bastard. And then watched replay. Oh, he's kicked him straight in bollocks there. That's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a penalty. But it's definitely a penalty. But no, uh, Berardi, Berardi's headbutt got him sent off. Matty Taylor got sent off as well because he apparently stamped on him beforehand. Now you see, I, I haven't seen as clear a footage of that, to be honest. No, no, I mean... He kicked out. The bits... I think there were a little bit... Yeah, Casey, I'm more with you on it. It were, it almost looks a bit petulant. Mm. A, a silly little... If it had a bit Berardi, even, it it were a nothing thing. Berardi wouldn't have noticed. No, it, it, you know, it, to say that he stamped, I've not seen that. Nah, it, it did look a bit harsh. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, yeah, Berardi's got to go. <laughs> but... <laughs> I think it would it would have tad harsh on Taylor. Yeah. Well, Berardi, who'd have thought that the most violent thing he did would be before he turned up at the boxing? Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings us on to the news, and seeing as we've just mentioned it, we may as well start off with the non League United thing, but it is a League United thing, really. Josh Warrington. <laughs> Good lad. Good lad. Watch it. 10th round, finish. Won me a few quid as well, because I had him buy knockout or TKO. Yep. Yeah, uh, fair play to lad. Yeah. I, I, I mean, hope he gets his fight now at Ellen Road yeah, as well. Yeah, that Chaylan looked decent, but no, not no. special. Uh, but yeah, that's the main one. Lee Selby at Ellen Road sounds pretty good. Yeah, it'd be a good fight, definitely. I'm not the biggest boxing guy in the world, but I think they'll get me money if that happens. I was going to say, depending on what it is, I, I'd love to be there for that. Again, I've, I've never been to a, you know boxing in my life, but yeah, I'd definitely love to go there. You know, you see, you see the atmospheres from these fights, and again, it is just like Leeds fans on a on a trip. Um, I, they look so so impressive. the The sound is amazing. Uh, so, I'd, yeah, I'd love to be there. I've been saying for a long time since uh, one of the first times I saw him, if he could end up like being a world champion, he could be Ari Kiatan. Oh, definitely. You see, I not am, that I'm going to pay ten grand to go to Vegas and watch him fight if he gets that big. I don't have that much money, but a lot will. You see, but we'll spend five. I'm we'll more, spend five grand on a just a team trip to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> you see, I am more into the boxing and that and the combat sport and from a fight Selby at Ellen Road. That would be quite summit. Love that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But no, good, good lad. Well, played. I will say from watching a couple of the videos that came out of that, Gitana Barati looked slightly confused just walking to the ring and holding the belt up probably still concussed from Matty Taylor's nose <laughs> <laughs> he just saw him with the belt and he's kind of looking around like, do, I help, do I hold this up now yeah there you go look belt what do I do now <laughs> I just stand here alright <laughs> yeah it was a bit it was a bit of an odd one he must have been really fired up at walk out to knock someone <laughs> but uh, well, the um well, basically, the day after we last recorded, <laughs> yeah, uh, it was basically it all came out that we are officially looking at getting a new training ground. Uh, it's looking like the uh, Matthew Murray School is going to be the site. Uh, since also since the podcast, it's actually gone in front of the council and it's been given its initial approval, yeah. which is quite good to see. Uh, they said that they're hoping that that the academy will be a category one academy. Because the plan also by this by the time it would be ready for us to be a mid-table Premier League team. Yeah. But uh, what do we think of moving away from Four Parch and going a bit more central, a bit closer to the ground? I don't think it's a bad thing. I think Four Parch is a brilliant facility, 
but it's been well documented that you're very limited to what you can do there. Yeah, well, it's kind of, it was one of the best in the country 15 years ago, but yeah. we've stood still and the world's moved on. It's not only that and all, there's no, or there's not much, if any, scope to develop it, to do what else, and to be fair, they don't own it. And yeah. I can imagine it not being cheap to buy there. So why not bring it close to the ground? It's, I don't think it's a bad thing. Get it back into Leeds as well, yeah. into more, you know, more central leads, uh, so to speak. Yeah, I think I think, I think, I think it's interesting because, um, you know, we've been based there for a long time now, and that was Howard Wilkinson's pet project and his whole, uh, you know, ten-year plan that he had in place, and then he got sacked eight years into it. And around the time it would have been ten years, that's when we saw Smith coming through, McPhail, Woodgate, and those players. So I think I think. You know, we we have a strong attachment to Thorpe Art, you know, to the training ground, and in in that regard, that we've produced a lot of youngsters over the years, and it will be a little bit sad in that regard that we're going to move away from there. But at the same time, like you say, if we want to move up, if we want to be competing for the best young players, because I think it it um, barring some barring any billionaire turning up and pumping an absolute boatload of cash into us. I think we will always still look to try and bring a couple of young players in every couple of years. Um, so we need those facilities. and um, So it would be good to get it as up-to-date as we can, get it closer to the ground, more accessible for the players. Um, it can only be a good thing for us, really. Well, it was really annoying timing because we literally went on a 20-minute tangent about the academies <laughs> and EPPP and all of that stuff. I can go on uh, for longer. I don't mind. <laughs> but no, the uh, the main thing is that we would be category one, so it won't, people won't be able to just come in and nick us players to the same extent, and we would be able to nick other teams' players. So, sorry, Bradford. <laughs> Which, although I still, you know, in principle, that's still wrong. If it's going for us, I'll be a lot less bothered. Uh, there's a couple of on-the-pitch bits of news. Bailey Peacock Farrell's finally got his loan move. It's a month in the Conference North. But yeah. at this time of year, there's no, there's only that art conference. You can't loan to anyone in football league anymore. So no, and I suppose, I mean, it's not ideal for me. I'm going down to non-league, but it's York City. Yeah, yeah, you know, they've had a lot of turmoil at club consecutive relegations, but especially in that league, they're, they're a big club. Well, the two of yours geography is better than mine, but I believe, but York's closer to Four Parts than Ellen Road. Yeah, what closer? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and also, as much as it's not the greatest standard of football, it's better than under 23s. Well, it's competitive football, yeah. isn't it? At a semi-decent level, you yeah. know what we mean. At least, if he is going to play in Conference North, at least it's a big club. There's something on the line in those games, you know, the under-23s at the end of the day. If we won the under-23s, everyone would kind of go, oh, that's good, anyway. You know, whereas, yeah. you know, he's playing in front of, you know, he's playing in front of fans in league games where if he cocks up, people will get on his back and, you know, I hope that doesn't happen. But his performances do matter in those games. As, you know, I can remember a few years ago when Andy Robinson used to score like nine goals in a reserve team match and it would just be completely ignored. He wouldn't get any close to the first team. And so at least out there, if he, however he does, at least he's getting that experience now of what it's like to play in these games that matter to the people surrounding him in the stadium um and again that can only be a good thing for him 
it's yeah, it's it, it, with it being York City as well, especially in Conference North. There's an expectation there. It's a big club for that level, so massive for that level. Yeah, so it is. It is in a way, it is a good thing because he is going to have some degree of pressure on him. So it's just nice to see him get out though and get some games under his belt. So hopefully it all goes well. Hopefully it gets extended, and good luck to him. You make it sound like he's uh, he doesn't like getting out of the house. He's been too busy playing on his PlayStation. Play his mum's got no. Go to York. Go play some football. Go on. <laughs> I know you don't know anyone there, but go play with them. You, you've been in the house too long. York's a bit posh. His name's Bailey Peacock Fowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll fit right in. All right, his nanny asked him to go out. <laughs> Get off that PlayStation with Hadi Sacco and leave the house. <laughs> right, uh, the other piece of on the pitch news. Uh, that we probably won't even spend that much time talking about because there is, well, apart from some of the idiots you see on Facebook, no one is against it. New four-year deal, Luke Ayling. Brilliant. He's he's, he's one of my, he's probably my favourite player. I've made it well known. I think his quality. I rate him personally up there with Danny Mills. He is absolutely fucking brilliant, is Luke Ayling. I will not hear a word wrong said about the man. Good work. Now, he's one of my favourites. He is my girlfriend's favourite. <laughs> His girlfriend, who continually threatens to molest me and nick my Luke Ayling shirt. Maybe not molest. Maybe attack. It's I don't know. It's, it's Maybe all, that's a better word. <laughs> it's all in the eyes, Jack. It's all in the eyes. <laughs> oh, dear. Sarah. Sarah, Sarah, no! <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Simpson, Mr. Simpson, no! <laughs> oh, dramatization may not have actually happened. <laughs> well, that's a Fucking bit of a tangent. Hell, that escalated quickly from Luke Ehrlich. Well, well, I guess from here on out, we'll have to refer to Connie as the gummy Venus de Milo. <laughs> Sweet, sweet, sweet DeMilo. Sweet Ken. <laughs> right, that's enough Simpsons references. We're going to turn into OSW. <laughs> Which would be actually be a great thing. But <laughs> Kill for their numbers. Yeah, <laughs> it's all about the engagement. Right, uh, one thing that we do need to bring up, actually, on a much more serious note that uh, we should all try and get involved with, in fact, I'll have to remember to do it after we've done recording. Uh, Leeds have announced that one day for Toby initiative that's going to be on day at Sheffield United game. Uh, for the, I mean, I would go on the Leeds website to get the full details of it and everything, but basically there's a young Leeds fan, Toby, Toby Nye. He, uh, he's got neuroblastoma and the NHS due to all the various things that happen with the NHS that we don't need to get into. It, at the minute, It's not his treatment's not going to be covered. So... Everyone from Leeds, from like the foundation, from office staff players, everyone, and Acer, which is Radzani's big company that owns us, everyone's donating one day's salary on Friday 27th of October. Uh, Obviously, donating a salary like that is easy for them to do because they're involved. It's more difficult for us. But if you text Toby LUFC, capital T on Toby, all caps LUFC, to 7660, then you can donate a fiver. And although we don't have that many people listen to us, it would make a difference if a few of you did. 
So we, we all will be. It's a really good thing. And although it's a bit of a serious turn from the various Simpsons references, I really hope that everyone helps out with it because it's a really important thing to happen. And it's if the NHS does end up covering his treatment, which might happen, then it's all going to some other kids who have similar issues. So it, it in no way can be conceived as a bad thing. No, it's it's um, it's awful to wear that, you know, for your old kid like that. We start saying we're young badly, don't we, as well? It, it's awful to see. So all that club can do, yeah, it's a good thing, definitely. And good luck to the little man as well. Yeah, it's, no, it's nice to see the club doing something like this and, uh, you know, it's a good way to get everyone together as well and, you know, do, do some good for the community. I know the, the club does a lot on the whole, but see this sort of effort going in is great to see. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen actually the the charity uh, has been set up. There's a number of different athletes now who they're planning on trying to get as many players and from different sports as well together to try and donate a day's salary to raise, you know, among a load of money as they can amongst athletes. Oh yeah. This is the one that Juan Matt is involved with, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah I did see a little bit about it. Yeah, they've got a few players involved already. I think there's one or two more popping up, um, and it'd be good to see something like that take off because you know footballers, especially once you're in the the Premier League, you know La Liga and those divisions, then you you are earning a lot of money, and you just think of what one day's wages could do for those te- uh for sorry for those kids and other charities and things like that. It'd be a great thing to see if more players can get involved with stuff like that. Yeah, well, obviously, that's a really good thing as well, but I'm just going to reiterate it just so everyone knows. Toby LUFC to 70660. Uh, I hope a few of you do it. I mean, don't get me wrong. If if you're absolutely skint at minute and stuff, it's perfectly fine if you don't. But just if you can spare a fiver, spare a fiver. Right, well, uh, on to his previews, unlike the last one where we only had two of us, four games to get through today. Uh, I'll just mention, because I forgot to talk about it earlier, and if we get this wrong, someone correct us on Twitter, because we never actually wrote down what our predictions were for the last game. Uh, but I think that we all had us to beat Reading and we got beat, so we all get no points. And I think me and Connie had a draw against Bristol, so we get nothing. But I think KC had a 1-0 win, so he gets two points. Do you know, I think I actually had 1-0 win. You might have. Basically, I, I said it'd be a tough game, but I think we'll scrape it 1-0. Maybe it was... Oh, fuck knows. Then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I know that I had us drawing 2-2. Two, two. At yeah. least I'm 90% sure. But we'll we'll go back and check it, yeah. and someone will tell us on Twitter. Yeah. I'm sure. But uh, tomorrow night, because we're recording this Monday, and there is a small chance this podcast might not get out till Wednesday if work gets in the way, but we should be out before the game. Leicester away. Carabao Cup. Uh They've sacked their manager. Yeah, a bit of an odd one for me. It was a bit of an odd appointment anyway, but <clears throat> I just... A bit odd. It, it's a strange one. Yeah, I haven't got much more to add to that. No, it, <laughs> just, just it seems a little harsh, doesn't it, again? But. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember li- I was listening to a five live show, I think, last week, and Michael Appleton was on it, who... I believe it's Michael Appleton that's that's taken over as caretaker. Yeah, yeah. he's caretaker. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I quite like him, so I wish him all the best. 
but Except not tomorrow. T- not tomorrow. Yeah. Well, they won away at Swansea at weekend, which were a decent enough result. Uh, I've asked this every round at League Cup, so to ask it again, do you care yet? No. What do you reckon if we got through this one? I'd start to pay a bit more attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's... What, what round are we on now? The fourth? Fourth is, is this fourth or uh, Right. Port Vale, Newport, Burnley. Burnley, fourth round. Fourth round, yeah. yeah. It's the quarterfinals next. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think for the for the club where we're at at the moment, if we were to get to the quarterfinals, then I'd, I'd start maybe taking it start seriously. thinking, yeah, well, let's give it a go. But at the moment, no. If, if we get beat tomorrow night, I won't be. No. A thing to mention, by the way, they are doing a bean back, back at the ground. So, I, I mean, it's. I'll be honest, it's on ESPN3 in America and on loads of TV channels, so I'm probably yeah. just going to watch... So I'm probably not going to... I'm not going to go to being back. I'll watch it at home, probably with my dad for a few minutes. Lunchtime cider for me. <laughs> uh, but they haven't been putting out the strongest teams either. I mean, they beat Liverpool 2-0 in last round. you got to think as well, like, the the situation they're in at the moment as as good as it would be for them to win the League Cup, their biggest concern at the moment will be getting as far away from the relegation zone as possible. Yeah, yeah. you would think so. Uh, if they put out a similar team to what they did in the last round, it'll be stronger than ours, but it's not unbeatable. And I don't think it'll be much stronger. Yeah, you look through that team, there's... There's a bit of strength up front. Yeah, Joel and Slimani have got it in them to cause problems. Damani Gray, bit of pace. Um that would be my worry. If he switched flanks and we play Vernon and Eater, that would be a well, big worry. it's got to be Anita or Barthwick-Jackson because Berardi's suspended for three games. I'd, I'd go with Barthwick-Jackson. If Demardi Gray plays, it's got to be Barthwick-Jackson. I think it will be Barthwick-Jackson because I think Anita's going to play Friday night against Sheffield United, so I think it will be Barthwick-Jackson yeah. against Leicester. And you he are, needs a performance. Well, you also look at, like, getting back to this Leicester team from last round. Wilford and Deedy. Decent player. Mark mm. Albrighton's not bad, but they have got some, you know, relatively unknowns in there in terms of, you know, we're talking about champions from two years ago. Yeah. So You wouldn't be scared. If they rotate their defence, the stuff that they've got behind, you know, Morgan and Maguire, and yeah. after that, they haven't got much depth. So you wouldn't be worried about what they've got there. Yeah. Looking at that, Line up there for defence. Amati, Morgan, Dragovic, Ben Chilwell. We, we've got I players like Chilwell. There. He's a good player, but it, I don't think he's so good that we can't get at him if he plays. Um, yeah, Ben Amer is decent enough goalie, but. Yeah, solid. Yeah. So if they played that team, it's not unbeatable by any, by any means. I want to know how Wes Morgan is still Premier League centre-back. To this day, I cannot understand it. It captained the team to title. I saw Johnny Housen cause him problems in the championship. Yeah, we also saw him nearly take Johnny Housen's head off. Yeah. What, when he nearly strangled him? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm away. No, you're not. um, So basically, the, the main thing to think about with this is, well, there's a couple of things. First of all, I was wondering how strong a team you'd play, but the first thing I thought is, would you play Veedvald or Lonergan? Veedvald. You've got to keep him involved. If Lonergan's going to be playing in the league, then for me, Veedvald plays in the cup games at least to get him game time. You see, I'd, I disagree with you on that one. Um, 
I'd stick with Lonergan. If he's going to play Lonergan for now, stick with him. I'm with Connie on this. Because he's made the statement now. It's mainly because the one player who isn't going to get tired is the goalkeeper. Yeah. And although we, we rotated earlier in the season, I just think that Lonergan's only played a couple of games in a row and I think he could still do with the game time. Yeah. If this was if Lonergan had been playing for the last six games, I'd play Vidvald. Yeah, yeah. But, but I because just it's think only it's, two. Yeah, it's a bit close to him making the call. Mm. And I just think it'd send out wrong sort of message to both of them, to yeah. Lonergan and Vidvald. So I'd I'd go with yeah. Lonergan. Uh, Christensen in his press conference today made a lot of noises that sounded like Janssen's going to start, which means that, and I mean, as it should be, it's going to, it'll, on uh, Friday night against Sheffield United, it'll be Pennington and Cooper again. Well, you can't really change that team from that performance at Bristol in the league. No. For me, you can't, so unless it's think, forced. So what do we think, Janssen and Shaughnessy? Yeah, at centre-back. I hope so. It'd be good to see those two. I like seeing Connor Shaughnessy get some game time in. Um, that's not how you say it, is it? You know, apparently, and Connie will probably know better. Shocknessy. It's like shocknessy, isn't yes. it? It's like there's a. Yeah. Uh, I've, I still think Ailing will play because Ailing's played every game. Yeah, and he's just got the engine to do it, and yeah. <laughs> you just leave Luke Ailing to it. So yeah, uh, so we reckon. Well, we we split on the keeper. Yeah. And then Ailing, Janssen, Shocknessy, Barfoot, Jackson. Yeah. We reckon. Yeah. Uh, do you think it'll be free in midfield like it was? Or do you reckon it'll go back to 4 2 3 1? I think 4 2 3 1. Yeah, I think he'll go back to it. I think you'll see Click come back into the midfield. Yeah. yeah. I think you'll see Click. I think Phillips will play. Um, I don't know if Sayers and Alioski will play. I, I, don't, I don't think Sayers will. I'm, think, I'm pretty sure Sayers won't. I think Saka will get a run out if he's fit. Mm. Um, Maybe Madka Gomez? Possibly. Uh, I'm going to say no. Madka Gomez played for the under-23s today. Oh, OK. And right. scored. But he played like 90 minutes, so I don't see him playing. Ah, right. I was just going to ask, did he go off after like 60 minutes or something? No, I think, he scored, I, I think he scored quite late on when he started, yeah. so I, f- I don't right. think he'll be playing. Basically, I think Cl- Click will definitely come into midfield. I think Sacco will play out right. Yep. I think Hernandez will play at 10 because I don't think Hernandez will play against Sheffield United. I wouldn't play him against that. So, yeah, I'd, I'd go with that, yeah. Uh, and Roof? And then prob- Roof? Probably yeah. Roof on the other wing, yeah. And then Grot up front. Although, will he, p- will he play Kibitsky instead of Roof? I was about to say that. I think Kibitsky could get a run out. Yeah. Well, it's nice to have options, isn't it? Yeah. Not There's not one player there that we've mentioned about coming in who you automatically think, oh, shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, one of the most interesting things to see will be if any of the youngsters met the squad. Uh, I looked at the under-23s today and that regularly get a game, but were four didn't play. Uh, Kun Temenishkov, uh Osama Siddiqui, Hugo Diaz and Adrian Balboa. People who watch the under-23s more than me said Diaz and Balboa have missed a few games anyway. Yeah. Uh, so they weren't expected. So, And Temenishkov has dropped to the under-18s a couple of times. Right. So from what they've said, they said if Sadiq is not playing, they reckon there's a decent shot of him being on bench. I won't be too opposed to it. If he's on bench. Did we ever mention the uh is it the Guardian piece about the fifty uh yeah. Uh, we didn't players. mention that on air. I think we just spoke about that privately. Because he got a mention in that. Kuntamenushkov, that is. Yeah. Yes. Um yeah, is one of the 
best rated players under 20? Oh, no, is it born after 2000 or something like that? Something like I think that, it was born it? after 2000, I believe. But, I mean, over summer, we've, we seem to have, you know, gone big into getting players for his under 23 mm. squad. Even though the record hasn't been that great. But no. it's a long process, you know. Yeah, that's it. I mean, we, we said in pre-season, that, you know, if two out of these out of this batch of youngsters that we've got turn out to be somewhat like we've done well mm. um but if we've got them in here you know and it's and it's a competition that we're not really taking too seriously we're just seeing how we go with a supposed second string mm. i won't be too opposed to seeing likes of siddiqui and anyone else who we chooses to fill in there yeah. on bench i think it's worth it's worth a shot I must admit, before I saw that under twenty three team, I thought Maggie Gomez had been involved because yeah. he played. He's played all right in all the games he has played. Yeah, he's. I mean, when we've been to cup games early on in the season, when we had the two at home against Park Vale and, New, and uh, Newport, hmm. he played okay. He didn't do all wrong, did he? But no, uh, obviously we're not that bothered. But what do you reckon, score wise? I'll let KC go first this time. Um, I'm going to say. Making a lot of changes. They've got a new manager. I'm going to say we're going to lose this one 1 0. I think it'll be higher scoring than that. And I do think we'll score up against that defence. But I am still going to say we get beat. And I'm going to say we get beat 2 1. I'm going to say we draw in 90 minutes. What score? 1 all. So 1 all is your prediction. Yeah. But do you think we'll do them? Yeah, on penalties. Penalties again? Yeah. Based on the 90 minutes, which is what we're doing the predictions yeah. on, draw. Cool. Right, well, away from that, onto what is a massive game. Friday night on Sky. Yeah. Home to Sheffield United. They've won four of the last five. They got beat by Forrest in the middle of it. Uh, Sheffield United, who I tipped to go up right playoffs this season. Which my dad agrees with you wholeheartedly on, by yeah, the way. They, yeah. I think they've got a solid squad with a couple of standouts. Yeah. They're a really good side. Third third v fourth going into it. That's a it's a massive game. When you look at how they've done this season, I know we've seen teams come up from League One and go straight through. I'm not saying they're gonna, but we've seen it happen. But it does make you wonder why they were down in League One as long as they were. Why six or seven years? Was it that long? We they went down our first year back up in the championship, and they've only just come back up this season. Jeez, oh yeah, because they, they signed uh, they signed Doyle. Yeah, after we'd had him on loan, and then uh, I think in the January they signed uh, Neil Lilla Collins. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it just makes you wonder how it took them that long to get back up. Now, there must have been a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff yeah. that a Sheffield United fan would probably yet tell us about. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you remember just that season they went down, they they sacked Blackwell about three games into the season. Then they appointed Gary Speed. Gary Speed didn't have a good run of it, and then he got appointed Wales manager, which I think was best for both of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then it's just been... It's been amazing to see someone like Sheffield United, who, if nothing else, have been a staple of the championship for a few years had always been there or thereabouts for promotion spent you know that season up in the premier league um to then be in league one for so long was was crazy you know they they are as as much as i dislike them they they should be in the championship at least 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, it has to be said, Chris Wilde is doing a brilliant job there. There, there was something mentioned about him um, on one of the various football shows. Um, you know, when there's jobs coming up, you know, like an IN Championship job, like, you know, a, a decent club. Leicester could do a lot worse. They, I think this is the point that they were getting at, saying, you know, Chris Wilder's doing a belting job down there. What, why is his name not even being mentioned? Mm. It's, you know, but, yeah, it's massive, massive game. Toughen again, like most are, but... <laughs> Connie, I don't know if you'll remember this. Um, either our... It was either our first or second season in the Championship after we'd been relegated from the Premier League. Did we have a Friday night game against... Chef Wednesday, uh, Chef United. Then, or was yeah, that a Thursday night game? No, I remember watching that quite vividly in the Orc, which is now apartments <laughs> up in <laughs> Kipax. Um, wasn't that the one when Fraser Richardson scored? Yeah, he went on a bit of a run and smashed yeah. one. Yeah, I, remember I can that. remember that goal, but I don't remember whether it was a Friday night or not. Yeah, it went on, it went on Sky. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're right on that one. Yeah, I think we we lost that one two one, didn't we? That's right, because I, if I remember rightly, if my memory serves me right, uh, Fraser Richardson's goal put us one nil up. Mm. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Just having a, just had a glance at their squad earlier. It's a, uh, I mean, they've got um, the young, that American lad that's rated really highly, that Cameron Carter Vickers from Spurs, who I know that a lot of people who have seen him a lot rate. Uh, I'm assuming that <laughs> if they would have actually qualified, he'd have had a decent shot at going to the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just two points on that as well? One, it is hilarious that America haven't qualified for a World Cup when you see <laughs> some of the teams they play. Did Panama, Panama qualified ahead of them? Yep. And secondly, I don't know if you guys caught any of the MLS results from yesterday. I didn't catch no. any. Uh, the Timbers beat the Vancouver Whitecaps at home in the final league game of the season to win the Western Conference. Love and the ca- and the Cascadia Cup. Is Andy O'Brien still out there? No, because he was knocking on when he was with us, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ridgewell, Ridgewell's still there though, isn't he? Yeah, Ridgie scored. Got himself a goal. Did his Ridgie, <laughs> Ridgie roll. Ridgie scored. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, love a bit of Leon Ridgewell. Bless him. Um, yeah, so they get booked themselves a spot in the playoffs. And stupid, the big, yeah, the big thing. Yes, the, the stupid. Riders, no, they're not. God damn it! <laughs> Go to the playoffs. It's fine. <laughs> Who thought a Rhinos fan would be in favour of the playoff system? <laughs> but yeah, and the Timbers also won the Cascadia Cup, which is contested between the Timbers, Seattle Sounders, and Vancouver, which is quite nice. Oh. You can actually see it in FM. They have like these regional sort of cups that they contest as well, which is quite a nice. Uh, a nice little, little extra for the season. So what you're saying is they've won that thing that like Scum and Man City send the reserves to to play against Bowie and stuff like that. <laughs> no, because this is actually incorporated into league games. Oh, oh they, they actually had... do it through that. It's not like when Staley Bridge Celtic win because Man U have sent the under 16s reserve side. Yeah, yeah, they they incorporate <laughs> it. Like I said, I think it's they do this across the different areas of the league as well. So they kind of group a couple of teams together. Um, I could be I could be entirely wrong, but if you look on Football Manager, I know it's registered on there as well as an as an actual trophy. And yeah, they use the league standings of the games between the three or four teams, however many it is in each region that compete for them. So yeah, yeah. 
weird. Nice. Although for any football nerds out there, I believe the beta for football managers out on Friday. Oh. But shall we get back to Sheffield United? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's his first major diversion. <laughs> when when did Chet Evans arrive? I completely missed this. Thank uh, you. I said the same. I, I believe they signed him in about May, and it went through on the opening day at transfer window. I think they paid about half a million quid for him. Fair enough. Yeah. In we're hush not, we're money, not gonna, allegedly. We're not pass, we won't pass any comments about Chet Evans. That was just an interesting move. Hmm? We'll ignore it. Yeah, please move on. There's so much going on here. Yeah. No, they, in fairness, they have got a lot of depth up front because they've got Evans, obviously, and they've got James Hansen, big lummox he is from Bradford. Friend at podcast, Mark Young, will be happy about that, though. Loves James. Loves a bit of James Hansen, does yeah. Mark Young. But uh, they've also got Clayton Donaldson, who's a big Leeds fan, so he'd be up for it if he's playing. Uh, Leon Clark and Billy Sharp. And Clark and she- Leon Clark looked really good against Chef Wednesday when I watched him. It's weird, isn't it? Looked really like he were back to him from a f- couple of years ago. Yeah, it's weird with him, isn't it? When he was at Wolves, what a few years mm. ago, he looked the part, didn't he? And then he just seemed to have lost his way a little bit. But didn't he end up down at Swindon when Decanio were there? Yeah, and he got and like, he booted out, out of the club. Yeah, he had a ding dong with him, didn't he? When he he either got subbed or sent off. There was summer, yeah. and they had a bit of a bust upon touchline. Mm. But um, yeah, you look at that for you know a strike force. Wow, his goals sorry. In there. I'm just looking at Leon Clark's uh, playing career at the moment. It's a long list. Do you, do you want to hear this? This is an yeah. impressive list. I know he's big on falling out with managers, so it doesn't shock me that he's moved about a bit. Well, he's big on loans as well. <laughs> so between 2003-2007, he was at Wolves with loans at Kidderminster, QPR and Plymouth. Three years at Sheffield Wednesday with two loan spells at Oldham and, and South End United. Totally forgot but, he'd been at Chef Wednesday. He was there one, one year at Q, one year at QPR, which also had a loan spell at Preston. One year <laughs> at Sw- one year at Swindon, which had a loan move to Chesterfield. One year at Charlton, which had three loan moves: Crawley, Scunthorpe, and Coventry. Three, I thought Co- you were only allowed to represent two teams in a year. Well, <laughs> there you go. It's the emergency uh, loan window for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Permanent move to Coventry for a year. Permanent move to Wolves for a year. A year oh, at Wigan. He did well there. Oh, sorry. While he was on loan at Wolves, alone to Wigan. A year at Bury. And now he's at Sheffield United. I don't remember him being at Wigan. Oh, journeyman striker. Yeah. Uh, yeah the one, <laughs> the one player of theirs that I do want to bring up, uh, and I, I haven't seen that much of him. I've only seen him play two or three times, but every single time he stood out. That David Brooks, that young kid in midfield, signed him off Man City. Uh, what I didn't realise until I was looking earlier was that he won player at tournament at the Toulon tournament, which of course Vieira played in and yeah. uh, got called up to Wales squad for the last qualifiers, but they didn't play him and there's a thought that England might try and nick him because he's eligible for both. Yeah, But he looks really good. Yeah, I'm just looking here now and it's... Just sat, just signed a new four year deal as well. So uh, have, they got, have they tied him down? Yeah, that's a good move for them because I could see someone buying him. Um, yeah, I mean, just the players that we've mentioned, you know, the Cameron Carter Vickers, the David Brooks, uh, wh- whoever they decide to go with, uh, go with even out of them strikers. 
You would think if he's fit, they'll pick Sharp because he'll be well up for it. Well, yeah, he's got a point to prove, and I, I maintain I've you know I've said about Billy Sharp we we got linked with him for so long, and then we signed a proven goal scorer and just don't play him. We just didn't play him. Yeah, mm. you know I I he, always... he joined at the worst time as well with with all that upheaval yeah. that was going on then with all these random foreigners who were turning up he couldn't have turned up at a worse time to to play for us no you like to think that if it if it had left it a year or two you know it had done a job he's doing a job for Sheffield United he's done he's done a job all his career in this league hasn't he yeah he's a good player he always has been yeah uh, but it, despite them being in really good nick and me fancying them to go up there's got to be a reaction in terms of home performance from that terrible one against Reading. So I think, I do think we'll do them. Yep. I think 2-0. Cool. I think we'll do them, but I think they'll score. They've got goals in that strike force, definitely. Um, I'm going to go with 3-1. Big crowd. Should be up for it, like you say, after that Reading game. 3-1 leads. Yeah, I would assume it'll sell out because... I believe that a decent number had been shifted already, yeah, despite well despite it being on telly. I think it's... It's into the 30s now, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, 3-1 leads for me. I am going to go with a 1-1 draw. Cool. Fair enough. Well, from one team that's in pretty good form to another one that's in pretty decent form, at home to Derby the Tuesday after. Uh, obviously, us playing Friday means we don't get much rest because we're playing Tuesday and Friday. But as it'll be a heavily rotated team, it shouldn't matter too much. No. But then we get a little bit of extra rest for this one because we're playing Friday, Tuesday instead of Saturday, Tuesday. Derby in ninth. Uh, then, but the unbeaten in the last five, they've won the last two. Three draws before that. If we could play like we did against Derby last season, that'd be nice at home. Play half as well as we did against them last year, we'll beat them. Mm. Definitely. They've got it in them, though, aren't they? They're one of them teams, Derby. They've got some quality, like they... You know if they turn it on, they've they've got the ability to beat anyone in this league. The last time I watched them play 90 minutes, because I didn't watch Forest game, uh, they battered Hull. And that with has scored. Yeah, I think he scored twice, actually. Yeah, they yeah, did. Uh, yeah. Like 5 nil, And Hull weren't good, don't get me wrong, but they looked really good. They've got so much threat up front. Because I think in that game, Vidra scored a couple and he played really well. And they've got that Tom Lawrence, who mm. I would have loved us to sign if he wants 7 million quid. Yeah. But he's a... Cracking player. You look at the rest of them as well, you know. Chris Martin, bags of goals in this league. Darren Bent, knocking on a bit Depends now, what version of him shows up. Yeah. Sam Winnell, good player. Yeah. Andy Vyman, again, solid. Vidra, again, if the right version of him shows up. Yeah. He can he's, as, game. he's as good as any striker in this league. Yeah. And Nugent, he's, Nugent's just one of them. It reminds me a little bit of Sheringham. He's just got a knack of being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. The amount of goals I've seen him score that have gone in off his fucking knee or his shin. He's just got a knack of being there, hasn't he? Mm. Yeah. And, his goal, and his goal for England. Damn right. 100% record. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, you look at their squad and they should be doing better than they are. Yeah, definitely. That's been the story for a couple of years now, though. And you know, when they were signing the likes of Johnson and before that, they've they've had a good team. They've put money into that team for a few years now, and how they haven't been promoted in the last couple of years is, is incredible. You know, they, every, every year, yeah. <laughs> every year you've gone into playing them, and they look so strong, um, and yet they never seem to do it. 
Yeah, but I mean, you look for, as I say, in midfield, obviously, Bradley Johnson, who we know all about. Uh, Ikechi Anya, who can play fullback as well, but I would say more as a midfielder, he's a good player. Tom Huddleston, who I know he's not got that many legs now, but... Still a good player. It's only 18 months ago we were looking at England squads and stuff like that. Yeah. And they've signed Joe Ledley in September, who we kept saying, how has he not got a club yet? But apparently the deal's only till January, so I think he might have some... I know he had a bad knee injury, maybe people are a bit scared of it. Mm. And then at back, Kim <clears throat> signed Curtis Davies over at summer, completing his tour at Midlands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, again, he's he's quality, is Curtis Davies. I know he's, he's getting on a little bit. In championship he can be. He's such a good player. I mean, I think it was probably not the last World Cup, but I think it was the World Cup before that when... I was looking, and you you looked at England's choice of central defenders. And I just remember at times going, I, I'm amazed that Curtis Davis hasn't got a call up just out of he's English, he's not the worst defender in the world. But I mean, to have him in the championship, he is quality. You look for the rest of it as well. Jason Shackle, proven at this level. Alex Pierce, good signing. Um, I think he came from Reading, if I remember rightly. But yeah. decent player. Chris Baird, bit of a wily old head, really, but you know, you need that in this league. And Andre Wisdom, he's another quality. Yeah. Well, Andre, quality. Andre Wisdom won the league last year. Yeah. Uh, um, I nearly said Red Bull Leipzig, Red Bull Salzburg. So he won the Austrian league last year. And also, old boy Scott Carson in goal, who again seems to have carved out a pretty solid championship career for himself. Yeah, mind you, he, was always, he always looked a good keeper, didn't he? So. Yeah. Man, it should be. He's got fucking twenty caps for England. All yeah. except <laughs> against Croatia. Yeah, I know when to play this keeper who's not got much international experience. You know, one game we must win. <laughs> but no, the, uh, but he's good as Carson. No, he is. He's a good keeper. Yeah, I was, for, I was talking in summer to you, one I? and I said if Silvestri goes before we ended up getting uh, Vidvald, I said if Green goes and Silvestri ends up going, which would always on cards. I said if the price were right, I'd have a Carson back. Mm. It's uh, it's kind of a weird... Because Carson, didn't Carson end up going to Liverpool so cheap because the club legitimately forgot to give him a new contract? Yep. Yep. <laughs> and Kevin Pressman came in briefly as our number two. Yeah. Rami Sharban on trial. Yeah, there is a proper reference, is Rami Sharban. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, it's another game that'll be tough. And I've... Mm, I've, this is a weird one because I really don't know what to go for on this. And when I don't know, I say 3-1 leads. So 3-1 leads. I'm going to go for, despite I'm having all that threat, I'm going to go 2-0 leads. I'm going to go 2-1. We, You know, I've, I've still got memories of the, the win at Dar- against Derby at Ellen Road last season. I think that was one of the games I was back for and we watched that together. Oh, that was, that was yeah, good. Me- yeah, me and you watched that one. We were brilliant in that game. Pablo Hernandez seemed to do about 25 nutmegs. Yeah, it was probably that. like four, but <laughs> oh, in my head it's... <laughs> when you said then I was watching it with you, I, I was there. <laughs> yeah, we'd round, wound Bradley Johnson up a fair bit. What's his hairstyle at the moment? What's he rocking? Uh, he's, he's, he's lost the top knot now. He looks semi-normal again. He's not back to his skinhead, I'll never lose a head of days, but he's getting there. He's heading in the right direction. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully we can get an own goal out of your boy, KC. Yes, FMO7 boy Richard Keogh. <laughs> it's already screwed up and the cost and promotion in playoff finals. So. Yeah. 
Anyway, the, the last one to preview on this podcast, and it's followed by an international break. So we may make it a three-week gap because KC may be back in the country by then. Hey. Uh, and then, actually, we're thinking when he's back, we might for a few weeks do one a week if we can swing it. If you would rather we did that, let us know on Twitter, at Mighty White's Pod. Should uh, probably say and all that... We're not, not making any promises. Work might get in the way, but we're looking at maybe doing that. And if we did, it'd be like... Maybe specials, wouldn't they, or something like that? Or... Maybe, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, a, a trip that's always tough, that last one, Brentford away. Uh, they're unbeaten in five games as well, and they're unbeaten in six in the league. They got knocked out cup in the last round. But there has been plenty of draws in that. It's a hell of a run of fixtures, this, with the, the form these teams are in. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> in the league, they've had 15 games between them and lost one. <laughs> but, so yeah let's get let's get them all out of the way in one run then yeah uh, this one's on Sky as well anyway our five kick off uh, they nearly managed to get beat by Sunderland at weekend though 3-1 down and drew 3-all and that's an achievement because Sunderland have been bloody awful mm. but uh, Brentford are a bit of a weird case this year they're a bit lower down in league and they lost a lot we've mentioned it before the Birmingham game our, our Birmingham nicked half the team uh, they have got a really tough one. They lost Hotter and Harley Dean and Maxim Collin to Birmingham. They lost a couple of others as well. And Rico Henry's done his knee and might be out for like the season. Yeah. Uh, a player who's seen as we're struggling at left back, if he wasn't injured, is a player I'd be wanting. Him or Joe Bryan. Even though we beat Bristol, I thought Joe Bryan looked pretty good. Yeah, he looked solid. And we were linked with Rico Henry as well, weren't we? Yeah. A couple of years ago. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, they've got a squad that I'd say is solid but not special. They're a totally different proposition at home. It's mm. one of them, isn't it, with them, like you like you touched on, we haven't got a good record at Brentford. Um, if it were Ellen Road, I'd be pretty confident. Yeah. But there's just something about them at their place. They seem to, it's a, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but you're right on top of them. You're right mm. on top of pitch. It's tight in. It's, it's a tough one. Yeah. Mm. And they've got a good goalie and all. I've just been looking at it. Daniel Bentley has a good goalie. We, we're talking yeah, about we him, were, we? was it when he was was he at South End? South End, that's yeah. the one. Um I mean they had a good goalie before in David Button as well, didn't they? Mm-hmm. But um yeah. It, it's like you said Lassa VB, he's he's a good player. Mm-hmm. Scores a few goals as well. I didn't I didn't realise that either that they got Ollie Watkins from Exeter uh, from Exeter. Depending. He had a good year last year. I know it's a lower level, but he, he seemed well, it, to pop up at the bottom of a soccer Saturday every week. I mean, I don't know how much we, we've looked into it, but if that one uh, a huge fee, it's worth a pump, definitely. Yeah, I don't off the top of my head know how much, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought it's any more than a million quid. No, you wouldn't have thought. Alan Judge is still there and all, isn't he? He's, he's a decent player. Always seems to do well against us. Yeah, one that plays always does well against us has gone as well. That uh, is it, Alan McCormack. Yeah, Alan the right McCormack. back. I think he dropped down leagues a bit this year. Because he was getting on a bit, but he always seemed to do well against us. Yeah. It did McEachern, is he on loan or is no, he moved there now? I believe it became permanent in the summer. Yeah. Because he was on loan there last year, wasn't he? That's right. Because I think you, you've you always been a bit of a admirer of his, oh, aren't I, you, up to recently, aren't you? Poor man's Jack Wilshire. Yeah. If he wouldn't have had injuries, it would have been a lot better than he was. Because there was a point where McEachern looked like being a no-beater. Oh, yeah. What do we talk of him on the 
brink of getting in the Chelsea squad. <laughs> one day well, at he one did point. play. He played a bit. Did I, I missed that. Not but, loads, but he, he yeah. got a look in. So he's got some. <laughs> it's just me as well. Sergi Canos has the name of, of a player who probably came in on loan to us in uh, Chilino's first summer in charge. Well, we nearly signed him last season. He's got a foreign name. Get him in. <laughs> Sergio Canios, though, it, it, was, it was Norwich who was leaving, wasn't it? I believe. I believe, yeah. Could be. uh, yeah. But we we were linked to him, but I think that because it was before Radrizani bought the club, uh, I think that we wanted a loan deal and they wanted to sell him permanently, so he went there. I'm, all, I'm like 90% certain that it was Norwich. <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to be another tough game. Yeah. No, I've just I've just checked. It was Norwich. I'm glad. <laughs> that was the other question I was going to ask you. I, I might be wrong. Was it Brentford again? I keep bringing up Chilino in this one. Is Brentford the game where Chilino went in went with in the with fans? Went in with the away fans. Yes, yep. he did. Having a hot dog. Yep. Yeah, that was that. Uh, <laughs> what a man! It's quite hard to make any kind of genuine prediction for this because the games. I mean, it's Monday now, and the games are week on Saturday. So, oh, it could happen. We could have three great performances or three shite ones. But I'm just going to... We never win away at Brentford. So I'm going to take a shot that it's a one-all draw. I'm going to agree with you. One-all draw. I am going to go for a one-nil defeat. There it is. Right. A bit a bit pessimistic with these. Yeah. <laughs> and then... And that, that would take us up to the international break, which, uh, you know, England have probably got friendlies against someone, but everyone will just be watching the, like, the island game and stuff. Yeah. No, I will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that, unless anyone else has got out to bring up, I think that'll just about do us. I think we've just about covered it, haven't we? Yeah. I think we're all good. All right, cool. Well, uh, that's been episode eight of the Mighty Whites podcast. We're at Mighty Whites Pod on Twitter. You can find the stuff we write on through it all together, which is at THRU, it's all LUFC. Uh, there's been a few opinion pieces gone up there recently that are worth reading. We've kind of dropped off the writing stuff on his own website because the truth is our website is a glorified thing for running the podcast. Uh, it don't If we come up with something that suits our podcast, we will write it on there. But we'll see what happens with that. We'll try and get back to it. At the minute, we've all been quite a bit busy. It's why we've been struggling to get podcasts out. Uh, but we've really appreciated the support that we've got recently, actually. We've had a lot more people getting in touch with us, saying that they like the podcast and stuff, which makes us really pleased. If you do, we've a few of you have been on and doing it, I've noticed. If you could go on iTunes and give it a rating. I've actually got a good way for people to do this. Oh, it's yeah. is an idea I have completely stolen. We will give a shout-out to anyone who leaves a five-star review and can come up with the most random name of a Leeds player to leave it under. Seems hmm. good to me. Quickly, Kevin, come up with something. <laughs> I know, I wonder where that idea came from. I wonder from. where you nicked that idea from. Oh, yeah, yeah, Connie, once we're done recording, I've got a podcast to recommend for you. Right. <laughs> In fact, you're all football fans. Uh, quickly, Kevin Willie score the 90s football podcast with Jeff Whittacombe. It's really good. You should listen to it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Did you say but, Jeff Widdicombe? No, I said Josh Widdicombe. All right, said Jeff. And if I did, I, then I, I was thinking Jeff. of Jeff. Maybe I was thinking of big fat Jeff Winter. <laughs> Cracking referee. <laughs> God, I hated him. I t- just, we always end up with a weird aside at the end. 
Was, can you remember Ma- the referee, Mike Reed, not the Radio 1 person? Yes, I do remember. The one yes. who uh, celebrated that Liverpool goal at Ellen Road? Yep. I think that's the most mad I've ever been at a referee. Yeah. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Friend, I don't like him. Oh, Kevin Friend. Oh, Friend. <laughs> you see, I think he's wronged us a few times. wonder if he's friends with George. Maybe. Maybe it's his dad. <laughs> Despite him being about, you know... 10 years apart. <laughs> oh, friend. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, we're on our website, which is mightywhitespodcast.com. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on YouTube. Uh, we may well get the SoundCloud back up and running very soon. I got a bit annoyed at them because they were trying to rip us off, but I think I might have found a way around it. So they might all go up on SoundCloud in the next week. Uh, we'll... That's not a promise. If they try and rip me off again, I'll tell them to go fuck themselves. But uh, thanks very much for listening. And we'll see you in... It'll probably be three weeks due to the international break. Bye. See ya. See ya. Sarah, 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 no! <laughs>